Um, uh, what you got? All right. Welcome to the School of Bitcoin. Um, Jacques is with us today, which is awesome. Back again. <laughs> um, got a bit to get through. I know, Karen, you said you got to run early this morning, so that, that's cool. No, no problem. Sorry about that. Oh. No, no, no worries. Um, so yeah, we've got, just wanted to kick off with the Bitcoin meetup. Um, are we good to go for tomorrow night, Gordon? Ah, 100%. Yep. All good to go. Awesome. So are you guys so, going to run it from, from the space? Yeah. Uh, just We need to just do a test run on that, I think, just to make sure I've got everything going right. I've just, uh, first day on Starlink. This is my first hookup to Starlink. I have heard that's a bit, uh, bit dodgy around gaming time, seven o'clock. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, so will we take the risk? We'll yeah. take the risk on Starlink or? Yeah, well, that's interesting. So it must be bandwidth issues around that time. But what are you getting? You're getting like 200 down, yeah? Yeah, 200 down and about 30 or 40 up. Should be okay, I reckon. Yeah, should um, be fine. Did, and and so that, like, the, like the Starlink that you're connecting to? Yep, yep. Oh, the Starlink. Cool. It, well, it's more. It's a lot. It, it, it's a lot more expensive than um than what our traditional would be here. But our traditional drops out a lot. We only have a, a wireless broadband. Um, so it's actually, I mean, I'd use my, my own country service if we could, but it's just not, not, not suitable. Uh, and we're waiting, we're waiting for cable to be run up our street. Cable's still way better. I was talking to our tech guy. He said cable's still way better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you can get fiber into the building, you can't, yep. you can't beat, you can't speed, beat the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, no, that's that's cool. Well, yeah, so Tiggs, uh, uh, so tomorrow night, uh, yeah, we've got Tiggs uh, pretty much lined up. So I thought just between yeah. you and you, you and, and Tiggs, um, like a bit of a QA. and a I mean, I can sort of host it if you like, or you can, you know, as in just have some questions. Uh, I learned a lot from Karen's uh, chat with, with Electra last week about, you know, um, like some different, yeah. yeah, just just about how to get, get people to speak up and, um, you know, talk about their ideas. Um, so, uh, Karen, you, you mentioned, um, some really cool things there last week. I have, to, I did document meant them, uh, <laughs> as, as to, you know, how to, to get, uh, what, what was those, the, the ideas, um, a few, a, few, yeah. a few sort of structures, like what makes you say that, or what do you think you know about, or, um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. What do you think you know about it? And, yeah. and, uh, what puzzles <laughs> you and, and, uh, what would you yeah. like to explore? So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I found them very helpful and just getting people to, yeah, express what they're thinking without feeling um, it's too confrontational sort of or, or they're showing what they don't know. It's sort of it's much more accessible way to encourage people to participate actively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are we thinking um, mostly on, on lightning and setting up nodes and that sort of thing? Yeah, sure. cool. All right, that'll be fun. That'll be really 100%. fun. Yeah, so you guys, yeah, so just be... Whatever you need to, like, I don't understand all that tech. I haven't set it up. So we're the learners here. Uh, you yeah. know, are we setting up a Bitcoin node first to be able to run a Lightning node? I guess that's one question. Or you can can you just run a Lightning node without a Bitcoin node? Yeah. Um, yeah. The only, yeah, I think there was just, uh, we can bring a bit of an element of stacks into it in that, you know, you can, there is an opportunity to run a stacks node as well. So. Cool, cool. Um, but might, that, that would be another conversation. Yeah, that would be good, actually. I wouldn't mind. Uh, figuring that out 
Um, and the, the that and the mining aspect, I'm still hazy on the mining for stacks. Like, yeah, I've got um, I've taken the total deep dive in my course. Um, yeah. we're talking, you're talking to Jacques before about the course that we're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. And ultimately, it comes back to the course that we're doing. You are actually having to do a deep dive into the technology. So, cool. Um, if you had the knowledge of Bitcoin before you started the course I'm doing, you would be way better off. It should be a prerequisite. Yes. To my yes. course. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good yeah. point. I heard that conversation you guys were talking about prerequisites and and things for courses. Yeah. Definitely a very good uh, because it's it's blockchain. It's the basis of blockchain technology. The uh, you know preventing the double spend. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a good angle. I'd be happy to chat to you about that with your course. Definitely. I mean, well, that that was kind of my my thinking. So so for the for the courses that you write, you need prereqs um, addressed. So like you know, um, is the English a second language? Have you got math skills like up to a certain level? Have you got written skills, oral, uh, and then there's the the tech, but the tech's like an add-on. It's like digital literacy is just like a, a recent sort of thing they've added on. Mm. Um, so I was thinking encompassing all that. So rather than doing different tests for things, mm. here's the Bitcoin white paper. Can you explain it back to me? <laughs> and then you're all right. It kind of ticks everything, right? Yeah. Um, so on the stacks mining, uh, Zane from, Zan from um, Damon Technologies, he's the guy uh, I think it'd be great to host an event, a future event where we could get Zan on. I think we should all do a bit of learning first about uh, Stacks Mining because uh, he's he's the he runs a company which basically runs mining operations and yeah, for sure. I I think that would be really really useful. Uh, like we did did uh, a podcast with um, Brett from uh, Gamma. I don't know if you checked that one out on Bitcoin Aggregated with uh, with Chris and he awesome. had. Chris really, he was good. He played devil's advocate <laughs> a lot with uh, with stacks, which is which is healthy, I think. So it 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 probed a lot of questions in my mind as well. And the mining thing, I'm still hazy on. So even after doing research, I'm like, well, how does it actually mine? So how is it producing the BTC um, from the rewards? Like I understand it's proof of transfer, and then you have X amount of stacks in a pool and that generates yield but mm. the initial that's easy it's very easy so all it is is you put you spend bitcoin to have a chance of being the miner and that yeah. that bitcoin you spend goes to the stackers that's how it yeah. is yeah okay so it's not so really the mechanism mining. behind that no it's not it's not um mining bitcoin yeah um, it's the wrong terminology probably yeah, that, that is on my list of um, things for us to explore. It's all those questions around, you know, stacks and Bitcoin. So, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I'm running into it at a couple of places. So, good for us to learn. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's, it's awesome to learn. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, I mean, it'd be good feed, feedback for them as well, because I think that there's, that's a point of contention for a lot of uh, people, probably BTC Maxis in particular. They're like, mining, what are you talking about? Like, that's not mining. So, if they change the language on that, potentially that that might that might alleviate some of that but anyway so can... yes yeah, some of the things i've learned out of that the stacks community is absolutely stacked with absolute bitcoin maxi type people big yes. bitcoiners they are yes. serious bitcoiners maneb is a serious bitcoiner i know yeah uh, a bunch of different people i've heard making you know having conversations they're serious bitcoiners and very passionate about bitcoin they see stacks as having a uh, basically, one of the things that would assist the Bitcoin network is creating more transactions on the network. 
Yeah. Um, so that's good for the network. But yeah, there is some definitely some answers to be uh, some questions about is it you know they promote it as being built on Bitcoin. So I'd like that'll be a good conversation to have in a, in a I think a good Q and A with some people. For yeah. sure, for sure. Um, so, but anyway, so going back to the the meetup, so focused on on Lightning and Node specifically. So yeah. we'll leave, leave stacks out of it for then. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and you and Tiggs just um, pretty much. I'll right. help you I'll, direct it. I'll ping him and make sure he's not in in VR then, and <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Um, I might, I might do some slides or something for that. Um, yeah. So I wanted to go through um some of the stuff I've been working on for the course that I'm doing. And like I was saying, just before we jumped on, I've started um, instead of using Google classroom, like using, because I found I was sort of double handling things like putting them into classroom, then putting them into GitHub. Yes. Now, coming back to um, Jacques and your sort of view of the days initially was just using GitHub for everything and sort of organizing stuff in there then people get the the learning around GitHub and using it specifically. I know like people jumping into it for the first time, it's a bit of a, it's a bit scary because it doesn't look like your average sort of interface, but I think it's like, that's where all the world's code sits essentially. So it makes sense to sort of learn it early on in the piece. I think like, I mean, we were using it at um, Urana for the, for the kids developing their own websites and, hosting them there and then learning just about, you know, how, how do I um, upload stuff to GitHub and how do you do uh, like fork a repo and then, and then change it and then make it yours and that sort of thing. Uh, pretty basic stuff, but I mean, using it as an LMS specifically, I think it's, it's pretty cool. So, and I'll share my screen. Uh, Kieran, yeah, I think um, also learning that in navigating all around stacks is pretty much, I uh, have to be totally agreeing <laughs> it's like yeah i'll share another thing after this so i might so so anyway th this is um yeah well um you can you can share your screen and, and jack i'd love to see um what what you've been working on as well um but basically i've i've started doing um this course so basically you go through your um you, you basically have to pick out a unit of competency and um and assessment like assessment requirements sheet for that and you annotate it and you um sort of put it into your own words as to how you're going to deliver the course so i've kind of gone through that uploaded it all so you can you can have a squeeze through that but basically what i'm taking is develop and maintain blockchain solutions but making it for the btc protocol specifically so like industry focused and having um i'm thinking of like for the the um the fake people that are running through the course is like six different industries, each with a need for the BTC blockchain. Um, like one being an artist, one being, um, forget what I put, a uh, bunch of different industries in here, anyway, that could um, use the BTC protocol in different ways. So I'm thinking sort of lightning, um, stacks, and then maybe even um, looking at different side chains and um, even the base chain. So is the base chain like, you know, part of what you want to uh, use for your industry sort of thing. So anyway, going through all that, going through the, um, oh, where am I? the assessment requirements as well. I'm pretty sure it's taken a while, but I'm pretty sure I can take this and, and make it all 
BTC centric um, for the most part. Um, so then I was going through all this. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of writing all this stuff into GitHub. Why don't we just get them to fork what I've got and then fill out as they're sort of going along? So the, where am I? So I started filling that out in here. So what I'm thinking is as the, the users run through this and there's, there's a whole other sheet that I have to fill out as well. Actually, I'll bring that up. Uh, where are we? This project two. But I'm thinking of putting all of this into GitHub. So basically you have to go through and you, you kind of write up um, what you're working on and, and why you sort of want to develop that. So my, my thing is basically the, the Blockchain Center Melbourne, which is a, a real place, real industry body, uh, wants to implement a course for learners to implement the Bitcoin blockchain into their business um, or industry. So that's my prereq, like the uh, BTC white paper. Um, purpose of learning is this is all um, stuff directly from the um, unit of assessment that's already there. Um, so then if we go down to, where are we? <laughs> so yeah, it's part of this, uh, diploma of information technology. So it's, it's the one, um, unit in there that specifically talks about blockchain. So I wanted to pull that out and, and sort of write that up. So then, and then I've picked out core units and electives that would marry up to that. So basically I think for each of these, you need to, um, well, I'm going to anyway, bring them back to the BTC protocol and how they sort of in, interplay with each other. Um, and where am I? So I was thinking for the yeah, comprehension. So basically um, in here, you'd usually have like a bunch of stuff. So like, for, for instance, doing my um, TAE for the course, you had to sit like a like long, boring tests like to get through to say, yes, here's the tick. You can actually, you know, do this course. And I'm like, well, can't we make that more exciting? And like you said, Gordon, have this as the prereq and you're going through and um, actually writing up a, a summary of this, why it's important and why it's important to your industry. Um, so then I was doing all this into Google Classroom thinking, oh, yeah, we can use that. And I'm thinking like from, because you have to use Moodle with uh, with Chisholm. I'm thinking, well, one link to Google Classroom <laughs> and then you're not using that LMS anymore, you're using Google Classroom. And then I was like, well, from there is all these links out to GitHub. So why not just do it all directly into there? So that's why I've started doing it in here. So I'm thinking whoever starts filling out these and we have like, there's a whole bunch of, um, units that we have to do. Um, so basically uh, from here, so establish blockchain objectives, purpose and requirements according to organizational needs. So I'd start that with an open discussion about the BTC blockchain. Then the first activity is to fork the repo that we have and then start answering the questions in there. Same for the second part. So identify organizational processes and transactional types of suitable for blockchain technology. Um, obviously this would be specific to the BTC blockchain. So it kind of cuts out a fair bit of um, stuff that you'd be sort of researching and moves that over into layer two and stacks and side chains and um, things of that nature to actually talk to the BTC protocol. 
Um, then identify organizational use cases according to organizational needs. So again, open discussion around that um, and the legislation in Australia, which I think is pretty open at the moment in terms of blockchain stuff. Although Gordon, you might know better than me. Is, is there any um, like legal ramifications for implementing blockchain tech at the moment? I couldn't find anything. No, I don't think so at all. Not that None. you've come across? No. No, no, zero. So I think that'd be, yeah, that's a pretty brief summary you'd be doing in that then. Um, yeah, there would be, um, yeah, the only, only questions might have been around um, tokens like stacks. I mean, Bitcoin's definitely, from what I've seen, it's like it's acceptable across all levels. Yeah I've, not, yeah. I've not seen any government having any issue with Bitcoin. No, well, exactly right. I think more so blockchain and data, that might be where mm. it comes in. But I mean, if we're using the BTC protocol, then that's it's kind of irrelevant, right? So I think maybe if applicable, maybe like for an artist doing artwork, NFTs or something, there might be some sort of copyright or copy left. <laughs> um stuff that you need to look into i suppose but anyway that was that if was... you are if you just drop me that question and I'll, i can have a look into that yeah cool cool, cool. that would be good I'll... that that'd be good because we've got we've got the law fi dow um and a bunch of other resources there and, and i've got yeah. um, my my lecturer at university that that at, sorry at tafe that that we can find out if there's any legislation in regards to that for you awesome yeah that'd be really handy um yeah so then sort of moving on of jumping into uh, design blockchain solution components. So gather data according to organizational needs. So I was thinking to kick that off, you'd, you'd want to actually get hands-on, build your um, node, and then, you know, have your lightning set up. And um, if you needed to, like something like Albi, I was thinking for, or, or Blue Wallet even potentially, um, but then in that setup process, setting up Hiro or Hero and Stacks um, as well. So then sort of going through after that hands-on back into your GitHub repo and, and answering um, some of the questions that are in there. And again, doing that for a uh, workflow. So I was thinking Miro, but there's probably other stuff that we could use for that as well. Um, but anyway, it kind of goes on. So it's, a, I mean, it's a fair, it's pretty, pretty dense, but I'm, as I was filling this out and writing it up in, in Google Classroom, I thought, well, this is silly. Let's just do it in here. So that's what I've started doing. Um, and I obviously haven't gotten too far. I'm just still still um, first stages. But um, bringing it out from there into, into GitHub and then getting people to fork it. So I don't know. I thought I'd before I continue with that, I'd throw it out and see what you guys think is that kind of a good idea do you reckon to to keep going into github with, with that i think i think it looks great um and like it just makes a lot of sense so was was the idea if it wasn't in github would people be copying it and then and putting their responses in with in, in line yeah okay yeah so i mean if it's if it's in within github having them go through and cloning it and putting it in line with that, just like the way that you have it in, in, in mind makes a lot of sense. What's the, what's the file format for that, uh, um, where you have it being typed out right now? Uh, so that was the readme file. So I've just changed that and started banging it into that. 
Um, okay, I do have okay. an index as well, um, but I thought one, once you start editing anything else that isn't the what's the it's a dot md or whatever it is yeah um, yeah it's once it's anything else it starts it's like another hurdle you know what i mean so you have to like mm-hmm. upload that file and rah, rah, rah. i thought well if it's if it's just in the the markdown and and um yeah. in the readme file they can just clone that and start writing directly into it like it's it's not as elegant i suppose but i think it's um it's a lot easier, like there's one less step for him to do. But I don't know, Is have you got another a solution that I, I could be using? No, I do, I do the same. I, I mean, and like that's, so I created documentation within GitHub for like the little mini course that I created. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I just used like the markdown formatting and it, it works, it works good. And you could add, you could add images to it and everything. So we could really. Oh, can you? I didn't even, didn't even realize yeah. that. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I found a good resource that marked that, that walked through, cause I wasn't really sure how to use it. It walked through like all the different formatting. So like header one, two, three, all the way to six, I think. And then uploading images, you can add tables to it. So I think oh, we can honestly make the markdown look exactly like that other, like the Google doc. Oh, you can. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, I'd lo- love to get a hold of that resource. If you yeah, up right here, that'd be awesome. So can I make a comment just about GitHub? Um, as a non-GitHubber myself, uh, I find it a little bit daunting, um, you know, yeah. how to. So while the content's there, it's then how do I go and access it as a student? And so that would be one of the questions. doesn't need to be answered now, but that would be if there was a course there, how would I get in there and follow it easy? Yeah. Um, I think, I, think to, that's, yeah. I think that's the key. No, you're right, Gordon. And it's it's really important, but that's kind of what I was going back and forth with in my mind. Like you want to make it easy for people to get on board, but at the same time, utilizing GitHub is really important as well. And like, I think if we do that at an early stage, it's it does more justice to the learner, I think. Do you know what I mean? Saying. So like having yep. that skill to begin with. So I think yeah. that's maybe where we start with. So like for... Yeah. For this um, uh, ICT uh, five two seven course, like you have to do an intro for that. So I was thinking, well, the intro would be like for me running it would be use GitHub, sign up to GitHub. This is how you use it. So like they they do that anyway. So like when you go to um, like any course, so say you go to Swinburne, go to um, uni, like they use Canva, I think it is. Um, sure or canvas um basically they run you through that to begin with so it's the intro this is how you use this lms so why don't we just skip all that and use github as the lms like and create the the learning at the very start how to use it because it's it does look daunting but to be honest like if you compare this to moodle it's way easier (laughs) like infinitely easier like moodle is a horrible piece of software it is open source but like all the implementations i've seen of it are just clunky and like hard to find things like once you get your head around github it's it's pretty straightforward so i reckon it's it's i agree that's great it's also that uh i think that if you're entering into this space it's all an open source space and where's it all being developed it's in github yes yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you, you, the course that you're developing is actually for somebody that is learning about not just 
sending peer-to-peer -peer payments, you're talking about a whole technology course there, which if they go down that, you know, if that's an introduction as a prerequisite for like the course say I'm doing, it would be most yeah. beneficial. So yeah, yeah. it is you you are actually learning to build. Um, so I think that's a great way to start because you need to be familiar with GitHub. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, and the other the other cool thing. Uh, I'll share my screen again. Hang on one second. Um, so with with this um, repo through uh, Leak, oh, too many too many tabs. Um, you can actually mirror it to IPFS. So that hash there on IPFS is the actual repo um, of BTC, so we, of, of, of the uh, course that I'm doing on GitHub. So oh, nice. we can actually take that and pin that between the three of us, and then it keeps that repo alive. So, I mean, there's so many cool things that you can do with GitHub. That, I mean, we were already doing that, obviously, with... Um, with uh, Google Classroom, and I still want to pursue that with the the rocket shoes um, angle for for the learners. But I think like with GitHub, we can kind of do that a uh, bit more freely and easily. And there's tools to do that that are already sort of built out. Um, so if you want to check that out, it's a fleek.co or ipfs.fleek.co, and um, yeah, they've got a whole suite of tools. So you can host all sorts of stuff. You can um, mirror your your apps or whatever you're building um, straight to IPFS. Now, I've, I found I had to build an index for whatever reason. It, did, it didn't recognize it until I had an index. So I just made an index pointing back to the, <laughs> back to the repo and then it, it picked it up. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I reckon it's, um, yeah, it's kind of win-win really. But it would, it would be interesting to, to get uh, a perspective from, say somebody like Karen to run her through how um, GitHub works. If we could actually do that sort of from the ground up. So once I've, once I've built this out, so this will be done in the next, uh, I'd say uh, three weeks or so I should be done. And ho hopefully I, I pass this part of the project. If it's uh, if it kind of ticks all the boxes, which I, I think it should. So maybe after that, we can get all of us to sort of run through it. So we don't have to do it all like, you know, um, 100% correct, but even if we can just upskill all of us to actually run through it and put stuff into our own language, but actually utilizing GitHub to do that. Um, I'm super keen. I'm super keen. I reckon it'll be cool. I, 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 um, I'm super keen to hear what Jarks has got to say because we haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm talking too much. <laughs> but but um, if I could just, um, uh, yeah, I... I found this week that when we were going through with the Stacks chapter um, development there last week, and they were talking just about the grants and the way the grants are all set up in in GitHub. Yes. And and I thought that um, as a bit of a learning journey, uh, the getting set up for our grants program for the learners in GitHub modelled off maybe we can fork the Stacks one or or have a look at it and and build our our Grant. So you basically think about it, you've got the donors and you've got the, the grant applications and then the conversation in between. Yep. And so really the um the the Stacks Gov grant launchpad has start putting your ideas up about yes. what you want to apply for a grant for. And then people can come in and chat to you about it and see where you're at. And then eventually it goes up for a vote. Yeah. Uh, at the moment it's a centralized vote, but eventually it'll be a DAO vote. 
And so, yeah, I thought it was a good path for us also to build, build out and GitHub. Um, clone, so clone that. Yeah, why not? Do it exactly the same, but for the learning. And that'll, that will solve. So that's sort of a bit of a in the pipeline um, on how to manage this, even the Digital Playhouse um, grants as we get um, grants come in, how they're going to be distributed and getting people to it becomes interactive. So they put up their ideas and the people giving the grants also can go in and have a chat and go, oh, I've got a question about this, you know, the people that are giving the, the donors. Mm -hmm. um, so you think just, um, yeah, you think about some of those donating to the Digital Playhouse. Um, and then you've got the person that's going, hey, I want to build a project or I want to apply for something like something that I'm building. Um, you yeah. can get that. They're not even tech people. They can get in and have a conversation and they can learn a skill. 100%. And I th yeah, exactly. For, for the school of Bitcoin days, like for the, the learners applying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Let's um let's do that for sure. Um, and, and yeah, speaking of the, the grants as well. So like um, we had a meeting last night, uh, last week with uh, Will. So Will from, from Stacks, who I think we all met with at one stage, um, he did a really good presentation. They've got a whole new system now for the grant applications, which is probably that link that you... Yeah, I just, I just dropped the link there for you guys um, now. Yeah. So I, I kind of ran through some of the stuff that we've been building out and how we kind of came to the point of, you know, running a, um, a, a community, but we have all these cool ideas that we want to build out. So like... Um, Jill's program, the score Bitcoin, the days, like all that sort of stuff. And there's there's potential for us to get funding for for all of it if we if we do it properly. So I reckon we should yeah look at Jax, that. that 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 could be with because you're actually working on that tech inside and the or the the NFT and the login that would be very much if if it's going to provide benefit to the community. Um, there, I think the grants have to be open source. Like what you're developing has to be something yeah. that's open source. So that's an important thing to, from what I gathered. Um, and, and yeah, so yeah, any one of our projects I think could be in there. And if they see it as being something that's going to benefit the community, then you you may get a grant. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, it, potentially even like what I'm what I'm building out with the, this accredited course. If I could. If I can get that accredited, that means like, and if I can get clarity in there somehow, <laughs> there is there is actually, um, so there's coding aspects as well. So I've got a meeting this afternoon actually with Chisholm um, doing some consulting around uh, like the Cert 3 in ICT. I was looking through the unit of competencies and the um, the assessment requirements for a lot of the, the early stuff and there's no mention of vendors so like you know you go through um uh, when you go through an it course there's a lot of like you know microsoft cert this and um you know cisco that and they kind of have control over everything and you kind of have to adhere to what they're doing but the early days there's none of that so i'm thinking maybe that's where we sneak in some <laughs> clarity or like you know like early days stuff and make it as fun as possible even ipfs i think why not? Like, why why wouldn't you utilize these tools? Anyway, I'll find out this Arvo if that's allowed, but <laughs> it could be could be something interesting. Um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, Jacques, did you want to do you want to share your screen? You know, I'll give you a permission and sure. um, yeah, run it, run us, run us through the the days. Like, because I was yeah pretty blown away by what, what you've um. Oh, your second screen. Sorry. Uh, yeah. 
your computer. Here. We set this to like auto auto admit everyone. Anyway, never mind. So I'll show my screen. Okay. So there we go. Um, yeah, so what I really have been trying to work on here is setting up my own GitHub profile. Like once you get into GitHub, um, you have your own like landing page in a sense. So I wanted to create mine. So it would be kind of like my own, um, like a LinkedIn for myself where it just houses everything that I work on. So this really just shows like this table of contents shows like the, the process that I've been working out. This is really consistent with what we worked through before and all those different sessions for how we were organizing the days but I think I'm just trying to work on it a little bit more systematically. So it makes a little bit more sense. Um, so really it's broken out into these different uh, headings here. So it starts off with onboarding and then it allows someone to create a community plan or community projects. And then um, distilling that into a project brief or like an abstract so they can quickly explain what they're working on. Helps them create a design system around their project or idea. So this is like the branding with the colors, typography, style guide, and then um, creating a content strategy. So this is really meant to be focused around ecosystem marketing and how you uh, present your, your individual like vocation or your ind individual craft or your community's um, uh, efforts. How are you gonna be going about it on social media and on um, Substack and, and all, the, all these different platforms? Uh, the portfolio is about how you're going to be presenting your value proposition. So your your website, the um, the application, like the NFT wallet that we're talking about, that's really where this can come in. Uh, gamification is about the, the actual blockchain protocol that you use, the tokenomics behind uh, everything you're trying to put forth, along with um, just like the NFT gamification that comes into, into play. Reporting is related to how you document your meetings, the research you do to, uh, to back up um, the work that you're doing, and then also case studies to, to just kind of like verify the, the learning that you've done, kind of get into writing. Brand story is related to um, kind of like world building. So how do you, I mean, if you can kind of think of like the metaverse and how are you going to be rendering different stories that uh, make people a little bit more excited about where you're working on. And then finally, the metadata, this is kind of where things come into play with, with GitHub. So how, what, what's the actual technology used? What are the governance protocols? And what's the licensing mechanism that you're using with, uh, with whatever you're trying to work on? So you can think of this right here, this entire table of contents um, as like an API. So, you know, an API is like an application programming interface, but kind of trying to put a spin on it so that there's two different ways that you can go about this. With this, this is a profile that I'm making for myself. So it's like, it's my programming interface. 
and then the exact same structure would work for a community or like the school Bitcoin. So that would be like our programming interface. So it's my programming interface and our programming interface. And then to dive into the actual repository, this is where kind of the specifics come into play. And this is just like the file structure that goes along with the table of contents that I just showed. And then to, to dive into like the actual course that I've been working on, um, so like I, I break that down into, if you, if you dive into like the onboarding, it's kind of like the coursework. Um, I have a very rough outline of the overall curriculum. So it starts off with someone just creating the core curriculum and then slowly with every course that builds on it, 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 it continues to build on top of, of that, that initial course. But for this first one, uh, something called the, it's just a name I came up with is the, the soul cycle course. That's the soil of life. Um, and this is just to create the, the nucleus of the hobby that a person wants to turn into their vocation. Mm. And I, I didn't really know what a vocation was until recently. I wasn't really <laughs> privy to it, but I, I watched something that had a clear distinction on like having a hobby, which is just something you enjoy doing for yourself. A job is something that we all need so that we can make money. A career is something that you enjoy doing on an ongoing basis and you pour a lot of time and energy into and you also get paid for. And then a vocation is kind of like a person's calling. So this is something that you would do whether or not you have money. It's more meaningful to you than a hobby. And it's something that you can be paid for, but if the money goes away, the vocation is still going to be in place. And even me with this, like I love developer relations. I love the concept of community building. I'm not being paid for this right now, but it's something that I just want to figure out. I want to be doing this no matter what. Yeah. So I help other people. Like, I think it would be really cool to help learners come to this, be like, what do you want your vocation to be? You know, like how, what mm. tools do you want to learn to build up what you're most passionate about? So within here, so this is a markdown file and this shows like how you can upload photos to it. And yeah. this markdown, file, I kind of like had the course details listed out um, with just like a, a course description, just saying like, when you work through this, you'll be able to define the hobby that you want to turn into a vocation, you know, like define the industry that is related to this hobby and vocation. And so working through this, the, only, the idea with this is just to have a very core concept of what you're going to do. Because again, with this course, the next course is creating an ecosystem around this core. So it's it's kind of building on all the topics that you you dial into here. Um, and, and one thing that, uh, so you're able to work through the course within here. So it works through each of the steps, pretty simple actions that just have you define what you wanna do, um, you, you come up with a slogan that kind of will down the road become like the branding for it. But outside of GitHub, I also wanted to create resources that might be easier for people to, to grab onto. So I also created a, um, a fig jam file that makes this course a little bit more visual. So within Figma, it's kind of like Miro, but you can create a, uh, there's like community files you can put out. So this is a file that anyone in the community, it looks like 13 people have cloned it and they like, they might be working through it in their own way. Um, but if I were to get a copy of this, actually I can just go to my Figma here and save a step. So with, within 
within here, this is a, an exact copy of what you saw within, within GitHub. So like that readme file is also right here. So it takes you through the course description, has you starting here, and then- um, so, Sorry, Jack, is, is, that, um, is that synced to GitHub or you're manually doing that from, yeah. Okay. Manually doing both, yeah, yeah. So, um, and this was just because when I did, when I did it in um, GitHub originally, like I just I knew some people wouldn't really resonate with it. So I wanted yes. to just, that, okay. that, would, uh, that would work in both ways. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, so here it's just like, this is an example, like, okay, define, uh, the name of your vocation. So just like you come up with a few different names, you can brainstorm them here. And then once you come up with something that you want to solidify, you can just put it into this central sphere and right here. And again, there's no need to walk, walk through all this. The, the overall idea is that once you work through each of these, you'll have a very high level outline of how you can start building out your, uh, your vocation. Your vocation, nice, yeah. And so, once a person goes through this, the idea is how do you make this even more tangible to them? So another another file that I added to the, the Figma community is a like an NFT template. So as someone works through that, they can then come in here. And so they have like their vocation name, the industry, they come up with like a slogan for themselves and they can easily just come in here and change the images that go along with this oh, and then cool. it's really cool. this, can, this can then just be like an, an nft that they can mint on stacks maybe and it's something they can maybe mint for free but it would it would show i went through this course mm. i i uploaded my own photos that kind of comes like my own vision board of exactly the vocation that i'm building out and then there's something tangible that they can then upload to their wallet that would show that they went through the course in in their own way um That's awesome but then just What's also just so what, what do you reckon the, the ETA would be for um, for somebody as a novice sort of running through this to getting their vocation? Like how long do you reckon it would take them? I mean, they could run through this in a matter of probably like 30 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Run through these questions are pretty straightforward. And it's really just like, what do you like working on? Um, what industry do you think it relates to? what slogan do you want to use to always remind yourself like why, why you're working on this? And then it's about asking a probing question that always makes you think about your industry in a ways that you, what, like how do you want to improve it in a specific way? So if you're thinking about education, like a question might be, what benefit can come from decentralized education? You know, like a question that just keeps me thinking back to it. And so it's, it's really just, it's really high level. And then like the next course that comes into play will be building on top of all these initial questions. So let's say a person finishes this and they have different questions that, that different responses for each of these, the next, uh, the next course in this process will be going a lot more in depth and then it'll allow them to kind of build a, a high level business plan associated mm. with it. And then at the end of that business plan, it'll be something similar to this, where they'll be able to solidify their questions, solidify their responses into a, a more complex format. But then they could, again, turn that into a um, into an NFT that would just signify that they completed that round, of course. So, yeah, I love that. That's so cool. I'm just thinking because I've got, um, got a student that's really keen um, to jump into something that we're 
working on and i think it's still kind of early days for the <clears throat> course we're developing um she's turning 14 i think do you reckon this because I'm, th- I'm thinking early days like you you find your vocation early like before you yeah. have a job or anything right do you reckon this mo- would it be too advanced do you reckon or i don't think so i mean like honestly like my goal here is to get this uh I want to get this course so simple that like a six-year-old can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I want, I want people to be able to do this at their earliest age so that mm. they can be building on their vocation throughout all of their education. Yes. And creating this system for people that like, that are our age, we're going to want to like design our industries around this same principle. Right. So if, right. and it just makes sense, like if you're a young child and you're, working along this process the problem is you go to elementary school and then we get to college and then once you get to the working world the, the mechanisms are all completely different yeah so if a person can design their own education around their vocation and then they also have i mean because everything here is very individual centric mm-hmm. but the concept is this exact same process can be applied to the days yep so um the same way that we're a person creating their vocation we could say how do you want to create your community so yes if a person knows how to if a person how to design their own vocation they'll also know how to create their own open source community so yes we do this for us we could do this for the school of bitcoin and then the same way that i would be building on the next step would be me building out my um my my personal plan for myself the next step for a community would be okay what's your community plan maybe it's building out the the bitcoin note like a a bitcoin um mining node or a lightning node like that so that's um that's the idea here so like again it's this is like the the my pi the my product um programming interface but then the the rpi like the collective interface would follow the exact same process in That's parallel cool. so do you reckon um, i'm just i'm just thinking should we I, I love the way you think it's awesome <laughs> um do you think do you think we could do so, so i'm i'm thinking obviously a, a student running through this would be really cool um to begin with um but do you think we should organize a date for the days and get all of us together and run through this is the vocational um, aspect of the overarching days and, and have that as a, as a sort of main, um, main, I don't want to say goal because what's the saying build systems, not goals, but um, I suppose it is kind of a goal as well <laughs> at the end, at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Do you reckon that that's worthwhile doing as, as a, as a group? Are we, is it at that stage where we could actually run through it as a, as a team? Yeah, absolutely. And, so like I'll even show you here. So to test things out, like I have, I have another group that I'm working with, and um, where is it in here? <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, here we go. And so we've got um, there are five of us that are working on this, and this kind of shows like where it's going to go. So we started off where each of us created that little, we went through the little seven question uh, course and we all have different answers here based on what we wanted to do. 
but then it gets loaded up in like a larger matrix. So then all of us that are working on, um, everyone that's working on the school of Bitcoin, we all have something unique that we're bringing to the table. Yeah. So we all just like hone in on what we want to do with the school of Bitcoin, or we could also just each hone in on what we individually want to bring to the school of Bitcoin. And as we do that, and each of us starts building out our ideas around that, that can kind of organically start to create a narrative for the school of Bitcoin. Um, so, so, yeah. So yeah. My, my other question with that is, is what, what's the go-to? Is it, is it um, the, yeah. the visual tool or is it, is it Git, GitHub? So like where, where's the data sitting for that and where, like what's our, what's our objective with that? Because I'm the same as you. I keep going back and forth in my head with that. Like I want everything to be consistent and on GitHub, but then you have to start thinking about how other people um, can interact with stuff as well. So it's it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, so. Like that, the Fig Jam file. It's similar to um, to Miro, where multiple people can at the same time. And uh, so I think it's good for kind of like brainstorming. And then the way that I'm thinking, it's like once everyone, we can kind of like brainstorm, maybe we have one place where like we're creating this, these are the responses just for the days. Mm -hmm. And once we have something finalized, then I would say that would be a time to load our responses into like the metadata. So then there might be a person like if I'm, if I'm managing the, the GitHub for the days, I might just like, go and look into like the fig jam file where we are all just like throwing ideas around, not, you know, not trying to finalize everything. But then once we have things cleaned up, then we just pull over the final responses and, and then we can them. look yep. at the map. And it's also great because we can save the fig jam file, which we might be able to just keep public and we can save that or maybe like a screenshot of it. So you can see like the proof of work in a sense behind it along with like the finalized metadata that we put into GitHub. Yes. And so with that, it would be like the metadata that I say would be like, that would be like more like a JSON file that would have like the responses for like uh, community name, industry, like slogan, all of that for just this first course. And then the second course would be like the next branch of the metadata. And we would just keep building out in like, in like a systematic way like that. Mm. And like the concept would be once we go through this first course, that'll essentially be like the onboarding here. The second course will help us populate like the community plan. So once we go through 10 courses, a person will slowly build out all the different aspects of the GitHub for themselves. So um, it seems like the fact that I've been working through this with different people, like they like doing it within like with a visual tool. Mm-hmm. That they can kind of like it's kind of lower stress to be able to just like throw responses around together for sure um and then github is kind of like where we lock things in but um yeah the i do feel yeah yep. if someone's going through it by themselves they could easily just clone github and change the responses like you're saying you know yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so I, I might do that it. on my own uh when i get some time just so we so we have it but i might, might i'll clone it and actually you you're admin for the um bitcoin repo as well oh, aren't you? 
Go a bit common, yeah. Um, yeah, clone it into that, and then we can we can work through that as well. I'll I'll cool. I'll shoot through an email and see. We'll, we'll find a date where we can get as many people in as possible to contribute. So instead of it just being like a few of us, I think if we can get all, <laughs> I think we've got twenty five people as part of the awesome. faculty. So it'd be cool yeah. if we could get the majority of them in. And I think um, I'll, I'll ask uh, Peter Hutton as well. He'll have some. He's he's really good at thinking about thinking outside the box. So he'll have some good responses. Karen will be really good, I think. Hopefully we can get um, Jill in as well. Her Jill's been, she was pretty sick and now she, and I think she's been pretty busy as well. So um, yeah, hopefully we can get her involved again as well, but I'll, I'll find a date and then let's, let's go through it. Cause I, I think it's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, would you want to, would you want people to go through this individually or would you want us to kind of, create this for the days specifically for the days i think so so we're all working on it collaboratively i think that'd be awesome yeah. cool. and then like you said then we can spin off and do it on our own as well yeah but absolutely the, the central point is like the or the, the decentral point is like the days um yeah. and then kind of building out from that i think that's yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant it's like it's like yeah. a raison d'etre right so it's like a the reason for being um mm -hmm. Like, uh, so like at, at my old school at Marana, we had like a paper that we'd always come back to, like the raison d'etre that was, was written for the school. And this is the purpose. This is the reason for being, um, for the school. And this is why we're all the, the, yeah, I, I always say goal, but you need to sort of move away from that. But the overarching ideas that you, you want to use for, um, for your community, for your, whatever it is, I think that's really important. And I think you've crystallized it really well here. Um, yeah, the visual is great as well. Definitely, definitely a cool tool to use. Thanks. Yeah, and this one, it really, really is. It's very high level with this first one, but again, like this, the second, the second course that I'm I'm working on now, really gets into like the community plan, and it'll even like it'll it'll make it even more clear to us about about what we're trying to work on, and then and then once so it's like. It's going from like the atomic scale, like the, the very nucleus of what we're doing to then like the overall is like the community plan. And then the third course will be like the project brief, which will be, again, making that really easy for us to just like communicate it within like a paragraph, or like a, a elevator pitch. So I feel yeah. like those first, those, those are like the first three courses that'll be going through. So I reckon it's awesome. And then we'll mint and an NFT uh, like as a group. Yeah. That'll be that'll be sweet. Yeah. Um, I love that idea as well. I think this could work really well for the different stacks communities that are out there as well. It might be worth you jumping into one of the meetings at some point. We've got one tonight. I don't know what time it'll actually it's probably better timing for you in Chicago because they've like worked it around um everyone else except Australia, the the lonely island that we are yeah. <laughs> on the other <laughs> side of the world. Um but yeah, I'll, well, maybe not tonight, but I'll I'll, I'll ping um, Adam and see if I can get you into one of the meetings because I reckon this would be really worthwhile doing. Either that, or we do a whole other meeting with the the Stacks community teams that we can get together because they're all they're pretty cool people. And like you said, Gordon, mostly um, true Bitcoiners as well. Um, they can just see the potential for for Stacks to sort of build on top of that. So, yeah, really, really cool people indeed. Um, that's great. Well, let's let's do that. So I'll 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 ping Adam and see if we can if you if you're cool with that if you if you yeah. want to 
if you want to want to do that, I reckon it'd be that they'll benefit a lot um, from that because I think I think like the the different communities, like we're probably more advanced like uh, along the way with our um, community building than a lot of the other groups, so they're kind of still kind of feeling their way out and and coming up with their with their vocation really like why why are we doing this sort of thing so i think that would be um really beneficial to them um we do have it was it was really uh interesting yesterday had a um uh, did a podcast with bitcoin aggregated with um the with a uh, educator from el salvador so he's he's actually been he's in two schools um really nice guy john he's from from the states He's gone down there to to develop a, a course um, to teach financial literacy specifically, and uh, it was really fascinating. So he's had like all the same um, discussions and ideas, maybe not so much around the days like aspect of stuff and um, kind of going deep into that. But the financial literacy course, so like they, they he was saying for the initial course like they don't even talk about bitcoin to begin with they talk about what is value what is money rah, 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 get into that and then they start going into the, the infrastructure the different wallets the um and the, <laughs> the fascinating thing is they said it's like 99 lightning like they don't use anything else and they kind of like wow that's that's incredible he's like yeah i do like you know 100 to 200 um lightning transactions a day i'm like what that's insane yeah so cool. cool so cool but he's they've they've got a, a all um written up they've got this course it's all in spanish um but they he said they are looking at translating it to different languages so i was thinking we could potentially collaborate um and he's he's down for keeping everything open source as well um so yeah it was it was a real win the fascinating thing um with the two schools that he's got was it really mimicked like what we've been through in um victoria with the devices so it was a it was a whole thing here i don't know if you remember gordon but they had like a in the papers and everything about banning um phones from schools so banning mobile phones um or smartphones smart devices and um we like our school use them every day right so like because because the price of a um you know, MacBook or even an iPad, you can get like 10 to a hundred Android devices like cheaply, right? And they're learning tools. So we were like, oh, it's such an elitist way of looking at technology, like as a distraction tool, not a not a learning device. Um, but it's really fascinating to see that's been um replicated, like that dynamic in in El Salvador. So the two two main schools he's at uh, that they've they've actually written a diploma so they, they're going through a diploma but a diploma works differently over there so basically it's from age 16 to 18 that you sit it which is probably better really it's like the younger the better really um but basically one of the schools is like free for all bring whatever device you want and the other school has banned all all mobile devices so I was like, oh, well, what's what, mm. what have you noticed? Like, it's, it's such a cool study case to have, like, those two schools to see what the difference in learning is. Um, so he's going to get back to me with that. So he, he's writing the curriculum and he's got Spanish teachers actually teaching it. So I'm, I'm super keen to see, like, what the differences are because, uh, like, I, I noticed it, like, 100% the difference, like, going into different schools that had banned devices where the kids are, like, 
disconnected for the most part to our students that were connected and using them and knew how to use them as learning tools, not as distraction devices or, you know, um, gaming tools or whatever. But not to say gaming's bad, like there was still positive gaming and construction and Minecraft and all that sort of thing, but how to use it as a learning tool specifically. So it's fascinating. It's, so, yeah, we had a long, long chat with him. I could have spoken to him for hours really just to pick his brain about El Salvador and the education system and, and how everything works over there. But, yeah, pretty pretty fascinating. So um, potentially I'm going over there in in, uh, in November. So we'll see see how that all opens. Uh, um, I saw that uh, the podcast came up there. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Yeah, Karen, it, it, it is a question that I've got um, about my homeschoolers and, and after schools that we've got coming here. Um, you know, the question about, you know, students having an email, um, it's like they've got to, if there's one parent to access some of our programs, they can't have three kids with the one email address. Mm. So I'm going, look, just um, get an email address. Like kids, you know, it's, you know, right from... Early, they've got one at school with the EDU, but we're saying Gmail or ProtonMail. Well, ProtonMail first is what we've been saying. And then yeah. it comes down to devices. I want to get things happening with them with um, Satoshi, you know, with Lightning wallets, uh, but no one's got any devices. Yeah. So I've got to it start to address that now and go, look, some prerequisites of getting involved here is like, let's not be fearful of them. Uh, and it was a question that I wanted to have with Karen about, you know, the the how do you how to how can you ensure that devices and the applications don't become problems because quite often the families will look at it and go look that's just going to become a problem for me um, yeah. versus a, an essential tool to to learn yeah to learn so I, I'm, I'm dealing with that right now yeah and, and what to do about it because I want to get them on board but you know I go well I want to get you some sats going and <laughs> you haven't got a phone. <laughs> So the, how, how do I the thing how do I the thing that it? um the the thing that I kept reiterating and as we had a lot of parents saying the same sort of stuff um so we actually recommended um for their smartphones to not have a SIM so as soon as they're connected to your network it's you're in control of it so you can you know um, block any of the bad stuff but also um it's not you're not calling people because they like a lot of parents still have in their head that it's a ringing device like they're still thinking back to you know a phone so they think they're calling people and texting people or whatever if you if you keep reiterating no this is a computer and it's connecting to our network specifically so not it's not the students i mean they can have their own network as well but I kept recommending for them not to do that. And then I had to keep explaining that all the devices, we, we had banks, banks of, of Android phones. Um, but I kept explaining, this is just like a tablet, like an iPad, but a, a mini iPad. It's, it's not a phone. So it's, it's the phone aspect that I think um, triggers them. They get, sure. they get kind of anxious about it. That's so. a great, that's excellent. And so uh, what was the, um, did you say this like cheap Nokia's or something that will do the job or? Is that the one you would recommend? Yeah. There's, while, uh, while we're on it. <laughs> and Android, Nokia, there's, yeah, you can pick them up from the supermarket for about 70 bucks, I think. But, and they're pretty good. Like, I mean, they're on uh, stock Android. Um, there's, 
we actually even got some of the Android Go devices like when they launched as well. So Android Go, and I think they were like 40 or 50 bucks, like they were cheap as. Um, Android Go just runs like a, a um, really stripped down version of all the Android apps um, from Google. So, I mean, if they're, if they're really um, pressed for, for finances and they want to find some cheap learning tool, that's the way to go, I reckon. So Android Go or, yeah, just a cheap Nokia. Like, I think Nokia's is still the cheapest, like, in terms of stock Android. You don't want to go, like, in my experience, like, the Samsungs, um, the cheapest Samsungs are really, because they write their own kernel and they write their own um, software based on Android. Found a lot of them really slow and clunky to use, so I'd probably steer clear of them. You want as close to, to base... Um, Android as you can get. So I think the Nokia's are still to go for that. But there's probably others. I'll do some research and, and shoot some through to you. Yeah, if it, yeah, just uh, that'd be great. And I've got a contact to in the space for education supplies, uh, suppliers to education for technology. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, so if we, if we need any uh, resources, he's keen to do some, um, keen to do a project on uh, for gaming, uh, what do you call that? Esports gaming. Yeah, nice. Um, really cool guy from from Queensland Computers. Uh, I think it's called Queensland Computers. So, yeah, if we need any, as we go down the track here, I've got I'm going to set up a, a meet with him to see if we can, you know, get educational prices on on all that, any hardware we want. So, uh, looking into East, uh, looking into getting the um, the Raspberry Pis from him. Oh, wicked! That yeah, that'd be really good. Um, yeah, if you, if you can, if he does have any Raspberry Pis, um, the big thing that we're missing from El Salvador was hardware, um, okay. specifically Pis. So that like no one's running nodes or anything over there from the sounds of it. So it'd be good if we could donate some over to those guys, like over to even to like one or two to their schools. Yeah, um, sure. The schools are doing on the program. I reckon that'd be really cool. Um, but it's so hard getting getting hardware nowadays. It's crazy. Like. You look look on uh, even eBay, like the price of Raspberry Pis have just gone through the roof, which is bananas. Like I saw them for three hundred bucks. <laughs> like what? It's meant to be a thirty dollar device. Like what happened sure. to that? It's crazy, crazy stuff. Anyways, this was fantastic, guys. Uh, I know we've probably gone way over time, but um, thanks, thanks heaps, Jack, for jumping in and, and running us through everything. I'll I'll ping everybody and let's make a, a date to run through the day's vocation. I think that's going to be really cool, and I'll make time to do it on my own um, as well. So that'll be great. Really, really cool. Awesome. I uh, just posted in there as well for stacks. Uh, another good resource is the community events. Uh, you can sync it into your calendars or just set up a calendar for it yourself to get some reminders and choose some different events. Oh, cool. uh, so I put the, uh, I do, I do submit the Bitcoin Australia meetups in there. They didn't accept the latest one because it was just pretty much lightning, <laughs> but I did put in there it's for nodes as well, but they, uh, they accepted my last one, but didn't accept this one. So that goes into the global network. Uh, <laughs> It'd be good too to uh Kieran just will have to I'll I'll get some people online to test out all our links, make sure everyone can get in. And yeah, I and definitely. I got a, I got a uh I sponsored the um the guys uh Mark Moss and, and Alex that wrote this new book called The Uncommonist Manifesto. <laughs> so I've got a I've got a dozen or so copies. So if anyone in our group wants a copy. Yeah, um, I'd love to read one. That sounds funny, yeah. Uh, 
cool. I'll um I'll 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 send everyone an email and post you one. That's, so yeah, awesome. Please. Anyway, it's a cool cool book. Gets people thinking about you know what what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. And from a, from a couple of our our top bitcoiners. So. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. God. Well, they were talking about that. Wait, we got a we got a nice little um comment in there too. Little um little comment about the our community and and oh, awesome. um, you know that that way where because we sponsored it you know so. very cool oh that's very cool well done gordon that's great cool as guys all right well um yeah catch up next week and um well i'll see you tonight gordon probably if you're jumping into the meetup um otherwise tomorrow yeah awesome all right see you guys all right. Talk to you then. bye yeah.